You're listening to a podcast of Your Pet Matters with me, Dr. Michael Tequila, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. When your fluffy family comes calling, you know you've got to answer because it's time for Your Pet Matters with our doctor, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information, go to ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Your pets are in luck because you're going to get all the best tips and tricks to take care of your fluffy best friends from their very own lifelong wellness partner. So let's get started with Your Pet Matters. Good morning. Welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila, and I have Jeremy from Alphavets joining me, and um, he's got a wonderful history. Um, he's one of those individuals that, it, you know, a lot of times I'm interviewing people who are actually veterinarians or technicians or whatever. Um, he does have relations with respect to that, but he's not a veterinarian. But, but I met him um, just off the cuff at New York Vet because... I was always intrigued about what this wireless zoo thing was. And I'm going, yeah. what's this wireless zoo? And we went over and we chatted. And it turned out that not only do we have, a, um, you know, heritage in, in common, uh, you know, we don't look the same, but we're both from Canada, <laughs> which, which defines Canada. And, um, but also that, you know, a, lo- a lot of things that we, we uh, in the areas where we grew up and everything. So I know where he grew up. He knows where I grew up. And uh, I think there's a commonality there. Um, but, but Jeremy, thanks for, so much for being on the show. No problem. No problem at all. Um, as always, I think our listening and viewing audience would love to hear the history of, of, of what you do. Um, I guess we'll talk about the product a little bit just to give people a, a heads up. Is, <laughs> yeah. is um, you know, he's, he's invented, um, he'll get into the details. This is like a 10-year commitment with him, but he's, he's invented this product that um, it's a monitoring device. And it monitors uh, vitals for our pets, and I see key uses for this um, in the future. It it is wireless, um, and it it I think it's going to change the veterinary landscape. But but Jeremy, why, why don't we just talk about you? How, how did you even come around this? Well, okay, so let's reverse time a bit. Okay, <laughs> so we'll go back further than ten years um, development time. Uh, back in Toronto, I used to work for a medical company. Uh, that made neurodiagnostic equipment. So we made epilepsy monitoring, sleep monitoring, nerve conduction, interoperative monitoring equipment. I was in charge of implementing these systems all over North America, plus Europe and that. And I got a call uh, from my brother, who's a vet, um, <clears throat> one afternoon, and he asked me, does any of your equipment monitor vital signs? Now, we're monitoring complex brain algorithms and activity, so ECG and stuff is pretty easy. So I'm like, dude, yeah, why? He goes, um, he's like, look, I had an incident at our vet practice where um, they had a, during the, during the pre-med and pre-anesthesia when they're like just in the start of anesthesia, when they're shaving and starting to put the leads on, uh, this puppy that they're doing a spay on had irreparable brain damage. Oh, and, and so they had to put her down. Now, the thing is, he didn't want that ever happen again because there's got to be a way to be able to monitor them continuously not just waiting for when they're under anesthesia to start putting the stuff on because there's lots of periods of time where there's gaps so i took some equipment from our company that i knew like that worked with some of his uh veterinary probes like it's still the same thing so took the equipment home and we hooked up like every vet trying new equipment they 
their dogs are permanent shaved spots and things. They're all coming out of that. Um, we hooked up one of his dogs and he goes, oh, this is awesome. And I go, but this is geared for veterinarians. And he goes, I'm not for veterinarians. This is geared for humans, not for veterinarians. And I said, you know, he said, well, what can we do? So I, for the first time, wrote a business plan for our CEO to see, is there a way, because we were developing some wireless tech and some other things, is there a way that we could utilize our existing technology and make a product for the veterinary space? And my CEO was very patient. First time I wrote a business plan, he walked through the whole thing. He was very kind. And at the end, he said, the vet market's too small. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Compared to human medicine, yeah, sure, it's very small. But, And I am not an engineer in such to actually wire circuit boards or do that kind of stuff. So at the time, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this idea. So I shelved it. Oh, okay. For how long? How long did you shelve it for? Well, I've been in development for 10 years, but it shelved it for probably – a few years when I, until I went to uh, Australia and did my, I did a double master's degree. And part of one of my courses was asking for some business ideas. So I dusted off this business plan um, and thought, oh, this is a cool idea again. Maybe, maybe I can actually have some people other than me vet it and build it up a bit. So we did it. We ended up winning a competition at the university. And then our university asked us to represent Australia and Thailand at the Royal Assassin competition. And we came third in that competition. And then I had real VCs asking me, okay, off the record, how real is this? And I said, it's in my head. They're like, you get it out of your head and you come <laughs> back and see us because this is like, the other ones are cool projects, but this is, this is really interesting. So I went, okay, how do I actually do this? So I found this is the long part of the journey is finding different prototype companies to take my ideas. And it's really hard when you're trying to translate exactly what you're doing to companies with something that's never been done before. Yeah. So it's trying to convey, cause they're like, send us some examples. I'm like, examples of what? Like if there's examples, then the product isn't new. Like, what do you want me to do? So I sent a whole bunch of articles and I said, guys, if you run into a problem with your development, tell me, cause I've got like a whole list of try this, try this, try this, try this. Um, so I, I may not be able to build it myself, but I have some background in science that I have to understand the principles to know what ways we could go. Anyways, that first prototype took two years. Um, that was a long process and just, it still wasn't right. When I went, eventually, I had this done overseas in a country that um, has a lot of engineers. Um, and when I went over there, the first time I saw the prototype in person, um, walking into the lab, First comment was, it's not going to work. And they're like, oh, no, it works. I'm like, it's not going to work on an animal. Oh, yeah. I'm like, have you tested on an animal? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> I can see from here, like, it's you've got the wrong sense. You got the wrong, it's not going to work. Anyways, uh, I took that prototype. A friend of mine in Canada took it to a new level where we started being able to actually do comparison tests with my tech against the existing pulse oximetry at my brother's practice. So that started that process of actually building out the, the different prototypes and things like that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And so right now, what can it measure? It can measure heart rate, oxygen saturation, core temp, ambient temp, and then we're starting with body position movement in that, but we're building more data on that set. Like it's currently got gyros and things like that, and we're capturing a lot of data, but I'm, I'm 
not displaying it yet because I'd rather capture more data and do more algorithms and, and refine those later. So the whole idea with our product is since it's a, a platform, people subscribe to it. So all our new improvements, they get, they get. So all the developments I want to do come included because I have a whole development plan. I don't want to end, you know, like R&D never stops. A product never finishes. I have things I want to add into it. So when we add new stuff, that whoever is in our platform gets those new features. Their features, their product will never go out of date. That's awesome. And it's, and you're telling me that if there is a issue with the actual product, instead of just sending it for repair, you just switch it out, right? Yeah, I hate, I always hated the term, we'll send you a loaner. And then you send us the, pro, the equipment back and we'll fix it. Then we'll send you back and you send our loaner back. No, it should be less fiddling for vets, more practicing, you know, practice what you're doing. The tech stuff, let us deal with it because that's not your area. Why should we aggravate you with stuff and things like that? And so it's exactly, so we'll replace the equipment. And, and talk to me about the wireless component because, you know, you did show me, I think you showed me uh, or your one of your sales reps showed me the video of how many, how many did you have monitoring at once with no 30, lag? About 30, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's interesting when you talk about wireless, I, I've seen, you know, when there's, I love how people sometimes use the term wireless. So where the product itself is wireless, but it's connected to the animal with wires, and that's not what I believe is wireless. So our product is truly wireless. It sits, two devices sitting comfortably on the animal without connection. They're connected via Bluetooth to each other and then send via Wi-Fi so that the animal has free range of motion without having any problems connected to any wires and things like that. So well, and, and let, let, let's talk about that. So, so this is the, the probe itself actually connects to the tail. That's and right. right now I, I know I'm getting some people's ears are red, especially those people who are talking about really small critters, but I think you have answers for that. Cause we talked about that, but yeah, yeah. What, just, you know, just for the audience sake, describe how it is attached and, and how the system works that way. You, you talk yeah. about a Bluetooth connection and then Wi-Fi. Yeah. So it's a small product that sits underneath the tail near the base of the anus underneath that, that, pocket of blood vessels right underneath where it's the thinner fur. Now, not, you know, not all tails have a thin patch of fur like huskies and samoys and that. So we recommend shaving, but it uses a transflectance type sensor array, a very complex transflectance sensor that we had developed in Switzerland that uses more than just red and infrared light to um, measure uh, heart rate, oxygen, satin core. And the thing about core, and people are gonna go, how are you measuring core temperature from surface? We're not actually taking a surface temperature. You know, like those firemen who use those little handheld things and they, they hold them up to a wall and they look at a fire and they can see the heat behind. The chip is as sensitive as that. It, it actually reads infrared and it goes deep into the tail. So if the tail lost circulation, yes, it will cool. But most 95% of the time, it's the same core temperature as the rest of the body because it's pretty close to, but it's not the end of the tail and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, so it's, it, it measures all those, and we, what we do is it measures in the tail, and then that data is sent to the collar via Bluetooth, and then there's some pre-processing done in the collar, so not all this mess of data is sent directly to the cloud. Some pre-processing, and then that is pushed to the cloud. So it's a cleaner set of, of data set that's sent to the cloud. And then me as a practicing veterinarian, I'm going to have a monitor, right? And I'm going to yeah. be seeing these vitals, and I can, I can place that monitor everywhere. And I think the, the big thing for me, and we discussed this, was that, um, you know, I, I'm sad your brother had a pre-operative issue, but it's, to me, it's post-operative. You yes. know, right now, we're measuring 
we're measuring temp and respiration every 10 minutes post-surgery, but wouldn't it be great if we just have this live feed going and seeing what, what's going on that way? And the question is, I mean, that's, we we're talking at London and stuff. They're like, you know, in our smaller practices, we know what the protocol is. We just don't have the staff to follow up on that and stuff. And even some of the vets in Singapore were saying, you know, there's times when we're so busy, we don't notice someone's not in there for three hours and the animals passed away and things. And, and I think that is a shame. Like, it's not their fault. And I understand they're understaffed. Like, it's just the, the protocols. What I think is we've had monitoring technology in human health for 10 years, 15 years. And there isn't a reason why we can't do the same. That's what I want to do is why animals shouldn't have the same thing, but not human medical equipment just geared for vets, actually built veterinary specific equipment that's built to be worn on animals that is not designed for humans that just happens to be fit and things like that. That I think is ridiculous. And that's a great concept. And we always talk about that a lot of times from the drug world. Most of our drugs do come from the human world and they're, yeah. they're uh, regulated. For, but we do have a few drugs that are actually designed for pets. And I think most vets are jumping in joy when that sort of situation happens. Oh, yeah. So, so to get equipment, we, it, it's, a general, it's a general belief in the vet world that every piece of medical equipment we get originally started in the human world. And oh, it's yeah. just been calibrated, right? They say calibrated, right, from pumps yeah. and everything. You know, or you're, you're buying or a smaller practice who don't have the budget are buying secondhand equipment because the reality is that's their options. So that's the other thing that we want to do with our package and our platform as a, as a, as a monthly license and a utilization fee. Everyone from the single practice up to the group hospital groups and stuff can afford it because our, our goal, my wife and I started this company. Um, we have two bulldogs, so brachiocephalic, quote unquote, high risk, but they're pretty healthy. Although my brother calls them broken breeds, and you know, <laughs> puts his those are the kind of breeds that puts his kids through college. Um, but the bottom line is, we wanted to make something that we knew that what we would put on our own animals, and then if they have to go to vet, they're being looked after and being monitored 100% because we, you know there's no reason they shouldn't be monitored. Okay, we have to take a short break, but we'll be right back with our wonderful discussion of Jeremy from AlphaVets. Stay tuned right here on 1077-1077thebronc.com. Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, and let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm having a wonderful discussion with the creator of a wireless monitoring device, Jeremy, from his company, AlphaVets. Yeah, and so, so okay, so a couple things here. Uh, first, why don't we talk about this this licensing thing and this this yeah. this monthly payment? So, so what what would um, so I'm a I'm a two and a half three doctor practice. I do I don't know two surgeries, three surgeries a day. So, what sort of package deal would you put together for me? Let's say. Well, see the the minimum package. So it's an interesting package. The minimum package you do per month, say two hundred bucks, two hundred US a month would get you to be able to monitor 10 animals simultaneously. And then what we do is there's a utilization fee, which is a roughly around $35 a day um, for a 24 hour period. So it means when you use put a device on, if you use it for five minutes or an hour or whatever, it's a $35 fee. If after that hour you put in another animal, 
there's no other fee until that 24 hour kicks on. So you can use it as much as you want or as little. And fundamentally, you know, when you're doing wellness checks, why aren't we doing like, this is a part of the whole, now you can get baseline vitals, every checkup and trend them and see with our global data, how does this breed compare to the global trend of the exact same breed with the same characteristics and variables? No, and that, that's amazing. And we, we talked about that, that, that right yeah. when at check-in, so yeah. the pet gets greeted and things put on their tail and they, and they go in the room and whether they're sitting out there in the waiting room waiting for us to get ready, right? Or just even the check-in, my, my typical, uh, uh, the technicians will check a, a patient in and they'll go over a questionnaire period and that takes anywhere from three to eight minutes, let's say, right? That's right. three to eight minutes of monitoring. That's, exactly. that's phenomenal. And, and I, that's I think that thing. data. And, that, and then when you go in, now you have something to look at over a period of time, not just the static health check of that one moment where they could be stressed, they may not be stressed. And, you know, as my brother said, you know, when you're sometimes doing a, a, a physical on a cat that requires two technicians in yourself, um, you're not gonna get a really good vitals heart rate check because it's stressed beyond. And wouldn't it be great that you put the product on there, they're with your owner sitting outside and they're not stressed to the point where they're in the office now. So you can actually see, oh yeah, their heart rate is normally higher or lower or whatever and stuff like that. So No, I, yeah, I think I think that's phenomenal. What what about like home applications? So can can you actually send a unit home like for example, if you have a cardiac patient or you want to when you do get the the gyros working everything, you want to see mobility for, you know, uh, post surgery or yeah. arthritic patients? Yeah, so I have a plan that will be able to, the vet with his current equipment will be able to send the product home. We will have like a hotspot. So it will connect via Wi Fi to the hotspot and then still connect to the vet practice. So the vet still be able to monitor. Um, and then, because our product can run five days consecutively on, it gives you flexibility to how long it's going to be there. Um, the only thing is how long the hotspot's power is. That's a different story. But the device itself will run for five days consecutively. Um, but so we will be using, yeah, like for heart rate monitoring and that, for post-surgical, where the animal's good enough to recover at home and you still want to monitor, as you said, with the gyros and that, maybe put an alarm if activity level goes beyond a certain level when they're not supposed to be moving that much. Or even even when you're doing a surgery on an animal for the first time and prior to surgery, you may send the equipment home a week early, get some good baseline data where they're at so that when you do the surgery, you have some data to compare to what recovery should look like. Because if it's a dog you've never seen before in that or a breed you've never seen, how are you expected to, you're only gonna go on the averages and things. And at least this gives you a way to at least give you some foresight on what you're gonna deal with. And, and and applying this unit, it's it's simple, right? It's like yeah, you can, it's very easy. Okay. Just, okay. It goes on the bottom. We say shave, but I've had it on dogs, uh, like I put it on Malamutes and, and uh, Huskies and Samoys without shaving, and it's fine. And it's just got like a very easy strap that goes over top. We're trying. To, our key thing was the product should be able to be put on the tail by one person with one hand. Oh, okay. Like as simple as possible. Now. I'm not going to say not all dogs will squirm the first time you try to put it on their tail because they're not sure what you're doing. My dogs from the first time didn't know what I was doing. Now they're like, okay, whatever. It's like putting the collar on the first time. You know, even cats are like, what are you doing? And then, well, then you're done and they're sitting there going, oh, you, you didn't do anything. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome that it's it's so comfortable to to be worn. Yeah. Now, and, and so, oh, go ahead. You're, you're you're mentioning earlier about how some of your vets' ears are, you know, about small animals and and things like that. And actually, in one of the talks, um, I was going to answer like we asked at our at the end of our talk if there's any questions. There's no one asking any questions, and I'm about to like cover my mouth and go, "What if the dog didn't have a tail?" <laughs> Excellent question. Um, because it's fundamentally, if our product goes on the tail, not all breeds have tails. So what do you do? Um, it can go in the back for more artery, like strapped to the back leg, and it works fine there. Um, we've had it running on different breeds that don't have tails, and it, there was no problem. Yes, it's, it, it's the, it does get in more interaction. The dog can get at it easier than, say, the, where the tail is, but it doesn't have a problem. But I've had it on for size. I've had the, the product itself is the same size, but the straps change depending on the diameter of the tail net. And I've put it on puppies who are getting neutered and spayed to kittens and stuff. It's a little, it's challenging, but it still works. So you put it on and you can strap it. And, and look, our straps work. It's not going to stop vets from putting vet wrap. I know vets love their vet wrap. <laughs> I know it. It doesn't matter. And the other question is sterilization. It's IP67 rated. It can be clean and sterilized and using your cold sterilization techniques. I must say, do not put it into an autoclave. It's not yeah, designed for, yeah, but, but it can be cold sterilized. It can be used, you know, isopropyl or whatever you use for your cold sterilization things. Cause it's got, it's completely sealed the product. So it's wireless charging. So there's no egress points for water or anything like that. That's the other thing is, Although the material will not support growth, but I didn't want there to be any USB ports or anything where something gets trapped and and, it, and there could be some mechanism for growth in that. I just wanted to eliminate the possibility of that um, because it's going to be used in medical. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so, how do you, how do you charge it? So it's a, it's a wireless charger. It's a pad we've created. So each pair collar and tail has its own pad and you just it's got a slot the tail piece go we made it really simple because it's wireless charging like your phone when you take your phone and you put it on one of those discs sometimes you put it on it doesn't you have to fiddle it around just to see we've taken that out of the way so that the call the tail piece fits automatically in where you have to charge so does the collar so you don't have to figure out am i in the right circle am i not in the right circle and our our immediate plan is that they would be magnetic meaning one of the biggest things vets also have is poor real estate in their desk yeah. area and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at being able to mount these chargers on the wall so then you can just click them like magnetic on the wall and they're charging so it's not it's out of your way. And that, so it's a clean space so you can get to your equipment, you know what you have, you know what they're charged. And the other thing is our devices talk to our platform. So when you log in, it tells you the estimated time of your devices, how much time's left before they need charging so that you know if you have a routine. Well, yeah, because I said to my, my brother, when I first was putting on, I gave you percentages. And I knew his questions, like, what the hell does that mean? 70% how long? Like, five days, do I have to now, 70% of five days is three points, no. Like, no, we just do an estimate. We do an estimate of days and make it easy for everyone to do what they have to do. Let us let take away the guessing and the fiddling and let you practice more. Okay, we have to take a short break, but we'll be right back with our wonderful discussion of Jeremy from Alphavets. Stay tuned right here on 1077, 1077, thebronc.com. 
Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here is the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. And we're back. And I'm very blown away by how great um, this product is not only in what it is as a product, but the thought processes behind it over 10 years in the mind of Jeremy here to actually create a wonderful product. You know, I, I'm laughing because your brother's questions were probably like, he's probably your worst critic, which is your oh best client, yeah. right? Best oh, yeah. client, because when, when I talk to you, like you, you're, you're basically crossing your T's and dotting your I's and you're telling me like, we thought about this, we thought about this, we did it this way, we did it this way. So kudos to your brother. <laughs> oh yeah, like in the early days with my early prototypes, he's like, Jeremy, this product sucks. I'm like, dude, we're measuring vital signs. He goes, yeah, but I can't leave it alone with the dog. I'm like, dude, it's a prototype. It's not, this is not the finished design. I'm working on the tech part. We're checking out the tech works and then we'll finish the design. Oh, okay, then that's okay. So it's fine. Like. Or even the software, when I was going through the software, he goes, I'm never going to use that. And I'm like, that's fine. But I know about eight other vets who will. So we'll just hide it and other people <laughs> can use it and keep it clean for you and stuff. It's just, I know how he operates and even one of his partner operates slightly different. So it's, it's keeping the flexibility for as clean as possible, less clicking and just more practicing. And then the, the software just works on that. And as you mentioned before, it works off Wi-Fi in a, in a web base so that um, you can use your phone, you can use your tablets. We provide tablets and also um, like a wall-mounted monitor. So if you wanted to do uh, multi-screen, like multi-patient view and you don't have the capacity or, or you wanted to monitor more, um, we can provide those kind of things so that it builds, fits into your package. And it, it's a little bit extra onto the package, but it's all manageable. No, that's awesome. Because we, awesome. we wanted to make it so that Practices don't have to use our equipment. That's the other thing. Like, you know, when people sell you a package, here's all the hardware. Yeah, We're yeah. not trying to be a hardware company. Right. We're trying to be device independent. But the reality is there is some specifics to the hardware. And even if you do the specs, sometimes there's things on it that just react differently. So we'll provide some of the equipment Then I know everything works. And then, and it works within your environment, even to the point where we're at a router. Um, not every practice has their most robust wireless network or network structure. They bought what works for them and which is fine. But what I've done is get a router that connects into the backbone. It provides a wireless network for our equipment still means your equipment can talk to it, but it's isolated. So our traffic doesn't impact the traffic that you're doing stuff. Plus if your internet goes down, our router has built-in SIM, SIM cards that connect to the mobile network, which means the practice will then still upload to the cloud. So we're trying to just build some robustness in so that you're practicing medicine here. So let's try to keep the critical systems up that you need to do. No, that's awesome. It, and it, does, it, does it play well with mesh networks and everything like that? Because I'm thinking of, of going mesh at my cloud practice. <laughs> Um, I haven't tested in mesh networks, but the reality is I don't see why I couldn't. As I said, as I mentioned to you earlier, not here, but we've built in uh, for future development for 5G compatible networks. Um, it's one of those things where when we get into mesh networks, we'll test. We'll work with the client however they want to run their networks. Um, 
Because the reality is everyone's going to have something slightly different. That comes from my background in human health. You know, we used to joke, oh, it's a standard package. Never. I never put a standard package in a hospital or something. Everything, there's always something yeah. different. So we'll work with clients on how to do that and what, what their needs are and stuff. Plus, as I said, we're also integrating the practice management system so that the true source of data is your practice management system. It links right into our software, so you don't have to double entry anything like that. But if and you don't you. have, yeah, if you don't have a practice management system, or you don't have a practice management system that's currently linked with ours, you can still manually. We won't limit. You can still do work with our system, and we because we will work. We're trying to work with every practice management system, but there are so many. They're all generally do the sort of same thing, but they're all different in that yeah. sense. So it's not the easiest process, but. My big thing is, no matter what system you use, you should be able to practice and get the same information because our big thing, as I was mentioning um, in York, is the post-data analysis is key. So we want to make sure the data is correct. We don't want to, we want to care, compare heart rate to heart rate, not heart rate to arrhythmia, or as I used to say, apples to apples, not apples to fruit. Right. They're sort okay. of the same thing, but they're right. not the same thing. So right. when you're doing data, that's a big difference. And we'll skew results and stuff. So we want to make sure we're comparing everything properly. Okay, we have to take a short break and listen to some messages. But stay tuned today and every day at every day, every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on 107.7 on the FM dial, 1077thebronc.com. Time spent with our pets is never wasted, but that's why it's important to take the time to care for their health. And right here's the best place to do it with Your Pet Matters. So let's bring it to their lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. And let's keep their tails wagging with Your Pet Matters. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, I'm having a wonderful discussion with the creator of a wireless monitoring device, Jeremy from his company Alpha Vets. That's awesome. And so, where where do you see this going? What 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 is your goal? Like, how many parameters do you, we we did talk about some limitations to monitoring because of power, right, or usage, or right? We, well, yeah, there is some. Uh, some that's their power uses. There are some things like ECG because when you're doing a referential, you need wired referential stuff. But I I have an idea that in theory sounds like it could work. Uh, I'm sort of like the crazy scientist, so my two partners keep having me stay focused on immediate needs, not other stuff. So I have a whole plan to do other parameters. Um, as simple as even monitoring bowel movements for animals, so that if you can monitor bowel movements, which are usually regular, and you use machine learning, once it goes out of that schedule, flag it because that's usually anxiety, some sort of behavioral issue or early sign of illness, and then flag it. Oh my God. No one's even uh, thought about that. Mm -hmm. No one, I, I should edit this from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, Sorry, I said it. I'm doing it. No one else is allowed to do it. I'm not telling you how I'm going to do it, but I, but there's all kinds of things that from, from behavior and that sort of stuff that I, I, there's, there's so much more we could learn. And I think if, 
data was properly recorded and properly utilized, I think there's a lot of insights and things that we could we could grab. And I think, funny enough, you know how veterinarians have borrowed a lot of stuff from human health. I think they're going. Veterinarians have more freedom in their treatment protocols than humans medical staff. So I think there's a, a good trade-off in the data side where the pharmaceutical companies could get out the data that used on their medications or anesthesias by the veterinarians and seeing a whole list of, because they only do tests on the three breeds of dogs. Yeah. What if they had a whole breed? Of, and also how could their medications or things be used differently that vets are doing that the human medicine isn't, and it could lead to other human research and things, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. A friend of mine, um, his podcast is called Off-Label <laughs> Off Label Vet. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, I always tell us that, that we are the, we're the uh, cooks of the medicine world. Yeah, try yeah, a little yeah. bit of this, try a little bit of that. And I think that, you know, that, that's one thing that drew me to this profession is, is that jack of all trades thing, but also the, the ability just to mix and match. And uh, a colleague of my friend, she's an oncologist. She's phenomenal at mixing different um, oncology protocols to get great results. And so... I think it's amazing. But the no, question is, but the thing is from that mixing protocols and is, you know, the proof of actually having data to show what results and what happened. You know, there was a, a company that's looking to do research with us. They want to use our equipment because it, it gives them better vital signs for their own research and stuff. So there's a whole, that's what happened at New York and even in London. We had a lot of other vendors, pharmaceutical companies going, um, we're doing a research project. Can we lease your equipment to do for the stuff? So there's a whole slew of, and you're asking about the future. I see a whole slew of things because our product, I see a lot of other markets that our product can go into, but we're right now geared to the small animal space. Um, but I mean, it's really the sky's limits. I don't want to tell all my ideas because I have a ton of stuff and, and other markets that we're already exploring early stages and things like that. But there's so much untapped areas that, you know, the big medical companies that said that market's too small. That's fine. Go play in the human medicine where it's red ocean. Let us play in the blue ocean where there's very few players because it's smaller market. Well, it's a big enough market for me. Well, I'm thinking that once you once you get the vet market, the human market is next, anyways, right? Because it know. is. But I, I would stick. My big thing is I'm I'm really I've already had people going, can't this monitor human stuff? Like this would be great for seniors and this. And I'm like, I'm so staying away from humans because I don't want to deal with FDA in that sense and the EU and the all the other regulatory stuff that you have to go through. Uh, for FCC, uh, this whole slew of things that. The animal health is just so less uncomplicated because it's just, oh, it's animals. You just need a sticker, um, which makes I can I can mix and match and I can keep my R&D plan and add more things in without having to go through this whole protocol before I can release it to customers. Yeah. So I, I, I like playing in the animal space because there's enough people playing in the human space. I mean, people could use my technology in humans, but that's not what it's designed for. But go ahead if you want to. It's, it's not what it's geared to. Well, that's awesome. Well, well, Jeremy, we've we've talked so much that the time is actually up for the show. Wow. But it, it's been phenomenal. See, when you have a great conversation, time goes like this. Uh, yeah, blows yeah, my yeah. mind. I, I'd love to have you back. I'd love for to sure. um, do updates on everything. 
especially you know with the the data thing is just going through my mind too i think that that data is is going to change the world um to see things that we've never seen before um you know even those callers that just monitored motion uh, it changed our whole viewpoint on how often pets sleep or how long they sleep yeah little things well, like that and i think it's huge yeah there's simple things like one of our some of our behavioral vets are looking at they want to look for our caller for the home users to see how long is a dog sitting at the front door the whole day barking or is it not barking so the neighbors who are complaining your dog barking are lying <laughs> and your dog is actually not barking because you have a record to show it's not barking and yeah, things like that so there's all that sort of stuff yeah no, i i think i, I agree with you. i think the sky's the limit and it's amazing oh, well, yeah. listen so if, if my fellow colleagues want to get a hold of you what's the best way to get a hold of you to, to, to ask questions and find out about yeah. your product the best thing to do is go to the wirelesszoo.com website um Click on to like contact us through the website. Um, all the information gets sent to my team. Uh, if there's direct questions for me. You can direct questions to me. They, everyone knows how to get a hold of me <laughs> in my team um, at all hours of the night. <laughs> they forget sometimes what time zone I'm in, um, but they're very good. My team is awesome. Uh, they've helped me a lot on the shows when some of the equipment started acting up a bit. Um, no, so they're always able to get we're based in australia so our company's housed in australia so i'm there a lot but we have some representatives in the uk europe region as well so if there's any questions or you if any of your listeners want people to call them back in a more specific question we have people that are able to do that so that's awesome and, and can you send me uh, little video snippets of the the, uh, the monitored action and the images of the monitor and stuff so i can put it on uh, the, the facebook um I will send you, I will send you our website link. So you can actually, there's okay. an actual video on awesome. it. So our video awesome. that we launched at London has really cool stuff on it. So that would be a good thing to put. Jeremy, thanks so much, man. This is, this is awesome. I can't wait to see what the future brings. Yeah. yeah. And anytime you want me on the show, I'm fine. I, I can talk. Okay. All right. Remember everyone. Yeah, thanks. And remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day. That's all for this week's visit with your pet's lifelong wellness partner, Dr. T at Progressive Veterinary Care. Progressive Veterinary Care, making waves in pet health care. To access more information online, go to ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. And be sure to stay tuned to 1077 The Bronx every Saturday at 10 a.m. to keep up with your pet's health with Your Pet Matters, only on 1077 The Bronx.